0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Justin, the professor. And this is part two with Jason Bates, my mortgage guy, who I love to chat with. And again, just as a reminder, if you forget what we talked about, uh, it's a little bit about finance, a little bit just general conversation that I like to have with him. Uh, but really, where we spent a lot of time last week and in this week's episode is on building your community. There's a lot of power for that. So please sit back, listen. And I can't wait for you to uh, enjoy this next episode. to the E-Professor of Real Estate podcast. My name is Justin Lethby, and I'm a realtor, trainer, and coach. My sole purpose here is to take my many years in real estate as well as my even many more years as a trainer and get you to your goals and beyond. I'm going to do this by talking about business, growth development, branding, marketing, you know, basically all successful things that entrepreneurs are doing today. And hey, since I'm your tech guy, there's going to be tech thrown in here as well. So let's go. Right, we can think.
1: Pay attention to, just from a consumer standpoint, stop, take off your realtor hat for a little while, take off your broker hat for a while, mortgage loan officer hat for a while. And just be a consumer. And you'll get in touch with a lot of things that I think are relevant to the consumer when they're talking to you. And I think we overlook that a little bit. You know, we talk about uh, you, you go and get surgery right? you go talk to a doctor. You need surgery or whatever. You're scared. You think you may die on the on the table. And the doctor's like nonchalant, like oh, whatever. I do this every day. You're fine. You'll be all right. Don't worry about it. And I think it's agents and mortgage professionals. and think we do the same thing with the consumer. They're scared. It's an emotional decision. And so dummy it down a little bit and come down to their level. And of course, you've got the seasoned buyers who, you know, think that, you know, they don't need a realtor or whatever. And you, you've got that that to combat with, too. But I'm just saying, try to match the level of your consumer or your audience that you're trying to go after um, and look at it from another perspective. And I think I think it will serve everybody very well.
0: No, absolutely. Right. I mean, one of the, the old mantras you see is leaders. Right. And, and I'm gonna tell you right now, folks, we as realtors were leaders. Now, you may not see yourself mm-hmm. that way. And the way Maxwell says this is leaders are basically people of influence, nothing more, nothing less. That's who we are <laughs> in our in our world. We are that right. We mm-hmm. are the leaders in real estate. We are the people that are looking. They're trusted advocates. And I always look at those pictures. Right. You got two leaders, one that are pulling with you in the group or one that is sitting from a top with the whip trying to push you along. Right. The consumer doesn't want that. The consumer wants you in the trenches with them. They, they, they want us with them. They want to know that, you know, us, that they care about us and, and that they're looking for their best interest. If you get that along, you're going to succeed in this business every day of the week. There's absolutely no
1: doubt about that. What do you think? I hear a lot from agents um, about the, you know, future of real estate you know, all this, you know, you go on YouTube and every other video is the market's going to crash, the market's going to crash, whatever. It's clickbait. That's clickbait in my opinion. But I know consumers hear that, right? And I think a lot of agents, I hear from agents too here in Phoenix, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And I kind of scratched my head a little bit like, really? There's only 3,500 closings. How busy are you? You might be busy writing a bunch of offers for, you know, different properties, but really, are you that busy? I don't believe you're that busy. So I think deep down, my question to you is, what is? what do you think the future is, or what do you think the pulse for agents are for the future in real estate? You think that they're thinking about the future or they're just kind of reacting to the moment?
0: Well, I'll tell you this, and, and me and you've had this conversation offline a couple of times. I keep telling people right now, I started real estate in 2006. Now I don't think there's gonna be a big crash but I'm gonna tell you right now realtors feel the very same to me that what I was in two thousand and six that I feel like now right everyone is just the heads are so much in the clouds they're running you know they're running hundred miles an hour they're enjoying making money hands over fists mm-hmm. that they haven't asked that question right they haven't asked mm-hmm. what it what next week looks like much more five years from now
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so for me the answer is no i don't I don't see realtors asking that question but that's That's what as far as I'm concerned, that's what I'm here for. That's maybe what you're here for is Mm -hmm. to ask those questions and at least stir that that brain a little bit to get them thinking about it. Because, um, you know, again, the way we we can create our own beast. Right. And if we don't recognize the the footprints in the sand of change, then we are going to. Basically, jump straight into the water or fall off the cliff. However, you want to use that analogy, right? We're going to jump off full fours and not know how to react to this. And I'll point this out, and I pointed this out years ago, and people just look at me like I'm nuts. Taxi companies said, We'll never go away. Stockbrokers, Dates, or stockbrokers on the floor, brokers said, There will always be a need for us. Right. Both said that. Where are they now?
1: Yeah. Everybody said, hey, there's always going to be a Walmart. Right. Mm, maybe not. Yeah. Amazon. Maybe not. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amazon, not. Or Facebook even. Maybe yeah. not. Yeah. Um,
0: so, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, here's the one thing I will tell you that most people don't, I think, understand from a human perspective. I think there always is going to be a want for a realtor. Whatever that means, I don't know. Mm. But they're always going to want that because they want someone to sit there and and know the process out there i mean for instance you know do i want to use carvana and eh, probably not i still want to talk to somebody that actually mm-hmm. that i can trust that i can sit down and work with and, and buy my next car mm-hmm. um do do i <laughs> do i want to buy my clothes online eh, that i might be able to do for a while because you know unfortunately for the last three you're years I'm you're not but buying not. a thousand
1: dollar suit online
0: Right. No, I'm not. You're right. I'm going to men's no. warehouse or wherever it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but so I think there's always a need. Right. There is a breaking point. I think that's mm-hmm. the huge point to make. Right. There's always going to be need for us. But how we are perceived and how we are valued, I think, has a very big risk for a change to come. I think there is a perspective because I, I what I worry about is technology has made the realtor business. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say technology alone. Technology and the realtors are, and I shouldn't say realtors, as I'm not one of them because I definitely am one of them, but our way of looking at the business and how we handle it has changed how the consuming public looks at us and values us, right? A lot of agents market themselves as 24-7 agents. I'm going, stop being a 24-7 agent. If you're at dinner you have the right to not answer your phone. No right. business deal is going to end or fall off the face of the earth because one hour went by. If it went by and the world did fall apart, then
1: something else was wrong. Right. But well, we, that's, that's the competitive edge. Right. And now I, what about this? Cause this is the other thing I'm hearing a lot. Justin is, um, you know, there is no more 3% commission, right? The, the compression on commissions right now, because, listings are so few and far between and these flat rate, you know, real estate companies and things like that. And I had this actually at that luncheon, you know, she was kind of telling me her struggles with that. And I said, yeah, but if you were doing the marketing, if you were on TV, if you were doing this, that, and the other, then you could justify that cost.
0: Yeah, I, I think, again, the way they value us is it. Now, I, I'm going to throw a little caveat. I'm a trainer. I'm a realtor, all this stuff. Please understand yeah. when we talk numbers, we are not talking in practicalities. We're not assuming standards. We're not doing any of that stuff. We are just using analogies out there. I just right. say that because I need to say that. Um
1: <laughs> but,
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, no, I, I agree. You know, I was actually about two weeks ago. I was at an event. It was an off-site event. We were supposed to be away for three days doing um, – just a get together for strategic planning and things. And I was watching two realtors getting up from the strategic planning or getting up from dinner and answering phone calls. And while I love the customer service mentality, right? While I love that they are wanting to make sure that their clients are extremely happy and satisfied with their service and they feel loved and cared for. I respect that truly honor that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's not that that bothers me. It's, They're treating you as an employee, not as a partner in this business. Mm -hmm. And that's how you set up your value. You set your value up as an employee. And I keep telling them, if you want to be an employee, then start charging an hourly rate.
1: Yeah
0: stop doing this to yourself. When it's nine o'clock, it's okay to end the phone call because nothing can be negotiated in most contracts. I, mean, I can't speak nationwide, but in Illinois and most states that I help out with, most contracts have an hourly area, right? It's between the hours of, you know, X and X for a purchase side of the world. Right. So afterwards you can negotiate all you want, but if something comes in the middle of that and changes the world, then it changes the world and, and nothing you did was going to change it anyways. But so... Yes, I I do think the thing that I worry about, going back to what you're asking about, is the commission structure, or even if it is a commission, Mm -hmm. could be changed. Right, The way we treat our business, the way we have marketed ourselves, essentially branded ourselves as an industry Mm -hmm. since I've been in here. Could definitely change the focus of this, right? It could change it so it's not a percentage. It could be um, a per-item fee, essentially.
1: That's that was my big push years ago with Zillow, right? And these agents, oh, I'm using Zillow. I'm a Zillow preferred agent, or I'm this or I'm that Zillow. This Zillow. I'm like they're coming after your they're coming after your business. They're coming after you. Why are you feeding that beast? And here we are now. Zillow has their own brokerage. Trying to recruit realtors, whatever they're trying to put realtors out of business. Quite frankly, they're trying to be the Google of realtors.
0: Well, um, I, I mean, you—you definitely when you just said the Z word, you definitely said the Z word. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. You know, Zillow. I. I. Um. I, I won't talk about my opinion about them online personally at this point in time, but I definitely. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, and and that's fine. I don't, I personally I don't have a, I don't have a problem with it. I, the reason I won't talk about it online is I, I was shocked to see the direction they went in. I thought the direction they were going in earlier mm-hmm. with the acquisitions was a very smart business plan. It's, it's a very successful business model acquiring. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely a profit model from that perspective. Yeah. But so going now and basically coming out there and, and and telling people publicly that that they want to be in the brokerage business has definitely put people on alert. Um, and I don't think I'm misquoting that. I mean, I basically I think that's what the CEO has basically said out loud yeah. is that they're that's doing what they
1: that. They want to do. They want to put um, you out of business. So this is what well, they haven't saying. said
0: that. They still said they want to work with us. Whatever but I they mean, can they, say, whatever
1: they yeah. But the the, the the message read between the lines. I can see the forest through the trees. So you think their goal is just to like stay stagnant? No, no.
0: All I'm going to say, since we're going to have this publicly online, all I'm saying is from their perspective, their comments, there's definitely concerns. No doubt about it. Yeah, but from their right. perspective, what they have told us publicly is that they plan on continue working with us. Right. I, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like what Redfin has tried to do and things like that. Yeah. No, I totally get it. <laughs> there there is definitely I, I will say this. I hope what they say becomes true. That's mm-hmm. a win for everybody. hmm. Okay, but we'll proof's always that. in the pudding because they said for years they weren't going to be in the brokerage business and now they're in the brokerage business. So um I, I think it'll be very, very interesting from that perspective. I think it'll be very, very um a very wild watch to have.
1: So, but here's here's the point I was, the end full circle, right? Is that you as an individual agent can do the exact same thing Zillow is doing, and that is it's just a smaller scale for cheaper, for much cheaper. You you don't need Zillow to get the word out there. You don't need um, don't need those things. And I think we some agents even even mortgage loan officers they feel oh in order for me to get that person's business as an agent I need to help pay for their marketing or I need to help pay for this and all I am is a checkbook. You know I did that for a little while, it didn't work. I speak from experience on that one. So. That's what enlightened me to say, you know what, what what do they need? What what is it that they're looking for? They're looking for direction. Remember back, um, when was this, uh, probably 2000, I don't know, 14, 13, or I don't know, maybe even sooner, 11. Everybody's talking about how do we get in front of of millennials? You know, Facebook really wasn't a big, it was big, but it wasn't that big. Um, You know, there were so many different platforms and agents didn't understand social media at all. Right. How do we get in front of millennials? What we need to go where they go. We need. And we're still in that mentality a little bit with Snapchat and TikTok. That's why I brought that up. Um, but we need to start thinking about other things rather than chasing things. Create your own path and people will come. You know, they you build it. They will come kind of kind of mentality. If you got good content, and good distribution, you're going to get. Um, you,
0: you actually I teach a business builder class. Yeah. One of my modules is quite literally, if you build it, they will come. I just can't makes yeah. me laugh. So yeah,
1: so um, you could build a Zillow just on a smaller scale. I guess is my well, point. you know,
0: I, I, I completely agree, right? And there's one question I want to come back to in a second because it's something I want to make sure we put the point to because I think me and you both agree with this, but um, you know, there are tools out there, right? So say you're not a Facebook marketer. Say you're not a podcaster. Maybe you're not a video person. Maybe you're not these people, right? You're not that person. Okay, fine. Don't be that person. But maybe you want to work with first-time home buyers. Maybe you want to work with investors. Maybe you want to work with the move-up sellers or the luxury sellers and buyers, right? Okay, you got those topics. You got those niches. Build a workshop, build a webinar, build yeah. a seminar, right? I would build it as a seminar that I could easily convert to a webinar so in the next Pandemic happens, I can move it to my world easily enough and talk to these people and now talk about the stuff you care about. Right. This is what I'm doing. This is what Jason does. He comes out there and has a voice and an audience. I mean, I'm sorry, without adding some PowerPoint slides, what we have just built was a webinar. Mm -hmm. Right. We gave a lot of actionable items Mm -hmm. on this step and a lot of tools people can use. And take advantage of that. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more, right? You don't need, I I always say this as well, you don't need the Zillow's, you don't need them, right? And if you want to have that money to spend, like if you have that $300, $400 a month that you're going to spend on that advertising, then spend it on yourself.
1: Yeah, 100%, man. You can can take that $400, $300 and do a YouTube ad and I guarantee you'll get business. Once right. well, you do those two things I said, right? Yeah, you do those two things, and you spend three hundred dollars on YouTube, just YouTube, second most search engine, biggest search engine, whatever. Just second
0: most people. to Google.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Google. So it's like, holy cow, who needs Facebook?
0: Well, um, and you really yeah. don't, right? I mean,
1: um, I understand. I'm not trying to downplay Facebook. It no,
0: is- here's the thing. You know, one point five billion daily active users still isn't as much as you get with Google or YouTube. Um, they're still the most trafficked websites. If you go to alexa.com and I'm not talking Alexa to listen uh, your speaker device, Amazon actually has a service called Alexa it rates, all your websites out there, all of them. Uh, and Google and YouTube are the top two. So if you're in the world of Google, you, you're in,
1: <laughs> I mean, Google loves Google. So, and, uh, you know, I, I find I get better quality from YouTube and, and, and Google than I do by far, by far, than I do on Facebook?
0: Well, up until about a year, well, probably right before pandemic, probably about two, three months, probably six months pre-pandemic, Facebook was still cheaper advertising. Mm -hmm. Not anymore. It's back to being Google and YouTube are cheaper. And really, to be honest with you, dollar per per lead or dollar per actually conversion Mm -hmm. is better in the Google universe right now than it is in the Facebook universe. Yeah. Well, it was just uh, so,
1: for a reason, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Um, so let me ask you this. Well, because we're getting towards that time. We've been, I mean, me and you could probably talk for five hours on these things, but uh, let's talk about this. We kind of both agree that you have $400. So you have $400 spend. You know, let's just say the Zillow advertising that you have been spending money on. Oh, my dogs. Oh, there you go. Nice. Um, the four hundred dollars that you have, or two hundred fifty, whatever it is, you're spending monthly to get those Zillow leads. Yeah. How would you spend it right now? So let's not let's let's just say how would you spend that two hundred fifty dollars if you have it? Now, again, please note, folks, we're just saying mm-hmm. if you're using Zillow now, how would you do it? Other, or whatever. Let's not just say Zillow. That's we don't want to point out. But any 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 online universal advertising tool that says they're going to do it for you and not you for yourself. How so, okay. would you spend that money today if it was you spending it?
1: Okay. So it depends on if, I, if I'm an agent and I don't know the first thing about video and I don't have a video camera, or I don't have this and that and the other, um, then I would spend probably 150 or hundred bucks, whatever I, as cheap as I could on production, production value. So um, you can get, I I do it for my agents for free, but um, there are um, those starving filmmakers and things like Mm -hmm. that at the universities or whatever, Uh, pay them 50 bucks. First, get your outline, get your outline of your message, your elevator pitch, as I call it, right? Get that done. Get a visual visualization of what you want to do. This is all on video, by the way, um, because I would, I would heavily invest in video Um, and then put a small production together of your message. Thirty seconds—it's all it needs to be. Thirty seconds to a minute is all you need, right? So nothing big, nothing major. Um, and then spend the rest of the money, whatever you have left over, on marketing, and market that. So spend a little bit on on production, and then as far as the marketing goes, I would put that on YouTube, and I would put that on the um, you know the skip videos that yep. you do, the introduction videos. That's where I would put it because. If you have a minute long video, if somebody only if they skip it for 5 seconds, you don't get charged. But you got free branding. Yeah. So if they watch more than 50% of the video, if you have a minute long video and they watch more than 30 seconds, then you get charged. Okay? And it's cheap, like as you said, it's cheaper than what you're going to get on on there. But you still got the branding. And if they watch less than 30 seconds of it, you don't get charged. So That's why you see a lot of those skip videos. If you let them play out, it's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. It's like, what what are you saying, dude? They're just trying to get in front of them. You get the point. But they're doing that as a strategy because they know if I watch it more than 30 seconds or less than 30 seconds or 50%, they don't get charged. Yet they got their brand out there. And so that's what I would do. And that money would go a long way. I spent $400 on YouTube on those skip videos. And by the way, on that, you can put your video in front of popular video. I put mine in front of Joe Rogan, right? So Joe okay. Rogan, when he had his YouTube stuff going, I put my videos in front of Joe Rogan. They want to be home buyers, right? Yeah. So you can search on YouTube channels that have a lot of, a lot of um, traffic on them. And it's like ditching in line. It's like the most beautiful thing ever. Because I can put my stuff. Now, I'm not going to put it in front of, you know, Mickey Mouse cartoons. That's not where my video is going to go, right? It's going to go in front of, guess what? The Z word, right? They have a channel. Quicken Loans, for me, they have a channel. I can put all my stuff in front of my competitors. Yeah.
0: That's well, right. yeah, it's always funny because you used to be able to do that with Facebook before they locked some of that stuff down. You were you would be able to market to those audiences. Now, they've kind of controlled that a little differently, which is mm-hmm. kind of unique. So, I agree. Um, I, I will say I'll, I look at it a little differently. I still think it's always about your voice and what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So, what I would be spending is 90% of that money on a virtual assistant and let them put that marketing material out there. So, you still have to do the marketing material. But for like the video, a lot of times right now, a lot of associations are, use, are under real estate associations are starting to understand that a value add needs to have a free video platform that they can offer to their to their agents. So check with your association. They may actually have a green room that you could go create your own videos yeah. for with no cost at all.
1: Um, title companies do it too. I've titles, seen same title thing. Companies. yeah, they'll, they'll offer green rooms. So that's, but you have to be creative. Yep. You're only limited by your creativity. And so watch other people, watch what they do. Um, you you can see kind of my tripod right here. Yeah, I have a big ca- camera here. I have a green screen right here. And I film my stuff right here. A lot of times I go out into my community and what I do, we talk about community. I probably should have brought this up earlier is I go out and I film 10 minutes of an attraction, a a golf course, uh, you know, whatever. Right. And then I put that on my green screen and then I name it in my green screen people, you know, Arizona, we take Saguaro cactuses. We take those for granted, right? They're everywhere. (laughs) But you in Chicago, like, wow, that's a pretty cool cactus, man. Right. <laughs> you know, but we're like, yeah, whatever. You know, So we get kind of immune to it. But that stuff is kind of cool to the audience because they don't see it every day.
0: Right? So are you saying you're using it just straight out there as video,
1: like direct video, or are you using
0: it more as B-roll?
1: No, I'm putting it on, on my, when I do my market updates, I do a weekly market update. Oh, so it's stuff. that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. So I do uh, mortgage market at a glance is kind of my, my pitch. And so I, I do that kind of video and I put that on Roku or whatever. And then I have that as my green screen background. And then I put the name of it at the, at the top, you know, like I just went up to cave Creek and I filmed, there's a cave Creek um, museum, right. And they, they have the oldest, Gold mine, working gold mine, mechanical. I'm not a gold miner, so I don't know. But I love the show, Gold Miner. It's like one of my favorite shows um, because you know why? Because it, it embodies the spirit of the Americans.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely.
1: It's it's the I want to go be rich. I want to you know yeah. it just it's the quintessential what America's built on. Yeah, That's why I love that show. Um, and so, but it has the the oldest working um, gold retriever or whatever you call them, um, that's within 500 miles of its original place, which is pretty cool, right? That is very cool. So I I put that in the background and, you know, I'm going to do that on this week's uh, Mortgage Market at a Glance or whatever. So get in the community, go film. Like what would be, the other one I'm going to do is, you know, construction's kind of hard or whatever. Go take and get a camera, whatever. You can get these, um, I don't have it here in front of me, but those little holders for your phone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just hold your phone, put it on a tripod, hit record, let it just play. Stand back. I got a timer on my phone. I sit there and like oh, check my mail, whatever. Let it play for ten minutes. That's your green screen material in the background. And um, now I have a bunch of software and stuff like that that I can color correct and I can do other things with. You don't need to do that at the beginning. I didn't do it at the beginning, of course. No, there's a
0: lot. Like I do, like I have Movavi. It's really cheap that you can use that stuff for. It's not going to give you the same quality that you're talking about, but it will. No. It'll serve the purpose. Um, yeah.
1: But that'll get you out in the community. And if you film, like, let's say, um, D.R. Horton, or you know, whoever uh, Toll Brothers or whatever is building a neighborhood, go put a tripod and go film the workers hammering and sawing and doing their thing, and then do a, a video about. New home construction. Yeah, I was
0: just thinking it'd be it'd be cool almost. You get you know a lunchtime crowd and, and go to the restaurant and say, hey, do you mind? I want to put this on the back of my video. Do you mind if we just videotape 10 minutes of what goes on around here? Um, restaurant, you know, I've done that
1: with restaurant owners. They don't care.
0: Yeah, they typically won't. It's going to give them free advertising, right? You can put yep. up with a little Top Corner, Jim Bob Steakhouse, whatever it may be. Um, it's going to be free advertising. And what I love about that from a community perspective, full circle, is – you're building that community. You Now they're going to say, who are you? What channel are you doing, right? They want to know more about it. And you have now started building that network that people don't build right now. And I'm telling you, folks, we are finally, some states have gone further and faster than others. And let's not get into that stuff. But get out here now. Start doing this stuff now. You're going to be loved because everyone's not doing this. Hardly hey, Let me does.
1: do this too, Justin, because I you know I hate it when shows don't give you the nuggets. They don't give sure. you like these talking generalization, right? Sure. So um and here, I don't know if I can do this. If it'll show here, you can see my camera back there. Okay. You can see that right? yeah. so that's my camera. Now in front of that, that slant there, that's a teleprompter. I oh yeah, paid, yeah, yeah. Okay. I paid, I paid. I don't know. I think it was like 60 or maybe 60 bucks or something like that. Oh, for nice. Teleprompter, okay. Not too expensive. And then I put that on my phone. Okay. Now my phone, I have um, an app that's called elegant teleprompter. Okay? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know it's kind of hard to see or whatever. And then I write down my scripts. Okay. It's asking me for the pro version. I didn't pay for the pro version. Okay. Simple. I put never, right? And so I'll open this up. It comes with an ad, right? So you got to deal with the ads. But there's a teleprompter. And then I can hit play. Whoops, did I hit back? Sorry, guys. I know I'm trying to do this for you so I can show you. And then it just scrolls and does its thing. I'm trying to hold it still so you can see it scrolling. Oh, no, it
0: looks good. You, I assume you control the speed to some degree and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I can control, control the speed, the font, everything. And I put this in there, right, in my teleprompter.
0: Yeah, and it thing. just shows up.
1: And so you can take the time all you want and write your little script out, write your little eleve- elevator pitch. Boom, there you go.
0: You got, so when you're looking at it, you're not looking down at your phone reading, you're looking straight at the camera. I see that
1: all the time with agents. Let me read the uh, market conditions for you. Uh And that's OK. You can kind of get away with that if you're if you're good. But we're not all Howard Sterns and we're not all, you know, te- television, you know, kind of personalities here. Right. So, again, engage. You were talking about that. Engage with the audience. Have the one on one. Look at the audience. The audience is that camera. It's not somewhere else. And so. But a teleprompter can help you kind of break oh, the yeah. ice a little bit and knowing what to say because you're going to type it out beforehand.
0: No. It, well, and see what I love about the teleprompter, because I used to do it and I don't do it much now. I just I typically just write it out because I found that works for me just as well. One of the mm-hmm. key things just so people understand that the value of the teleprompter is what Jason is saying. So you can read it. So if you're a script person, you can just do it. and You look straight to camera. No one knows that you're reading. Hopefully they don't know you are read. They don't see your eyes <laughs> darting back and forth.
1: Yeah, but, they're standing far enough away from the camera. Right. And then they can't see your eyes go back.
0: For. But what I like about the writing and what became a value for me is once I wrote it out, I knew what I was going to talk about. So even if I didn't read the prompter, I still knew the six, seven bullet points that I needed to cover. And it was done. percent,
1: um, man. It keeps you focused, keeps you on, on track. And, and Justin, we didn't talk about this, but it makes you a better agent because you're doing the research ahead. It takes for me to do a five minute video by the time I go film it, right, I edit it and, and, and do my script or whatever. It, I'm in, I'm knee deep into it for at least an hour. Right. At least an hour for five minutes. So what's that doing? I'm reading what I already read anyways. Right. right? I'm reading articles and things like that that I read to, so I can better inform my clients. I'm taking those articles. I'm putting it into a um, a format that I can read on a teleprompter. So I'm kind of I'm kind of double dipping a little bit, right? I'm already reading it. So why not use that as a marketing tool? Right. So oh, I,
0: and I love that, right? I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna know about your community, you've got to research it. And if you're gonna research it, you might as well use that material, right? It's something. Yeah. These are nuggets that even though you think may be obvious, 90% of the time aren't obvious to everybody else, right? Just as Jason said earlier, <laughs> right? Oh, I've seen that cactus five times this week. No one wants to see that cactus. Well, I haven't.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly right.
0: So and just I think, because of- I think
1: these conversations too, right? You and I having these conversations, I get a lot of value out of these conversations yeah. because um, I hear from the agent's perspective, right? And I think how cool would it be? And I had this idea, and I did this with an agent uh, for a long time. It's called Twenty Two Minutes with Jason and Stephan. We did it for a year, um, but for a consumer from a consumer standpoint to be able to talk to an, an agent and a broker or mortgage professional at the same time i mean that's a double whammy in my book if i, was oh, I agree house that's a double whammy like uh, you know especially from an agent's perspective hey do i have to pay you or you know all the questions that you know people have and then what does it cost for you as a mortgage broker or whatever or can i do this can i do that can i and so that's a home run in my opinion. So team up with a good mortgage broker or something in your, in your area that's willing to go on camera and be consistent with it. And then bring value to the table on the video. That's why I stopped doing it. The other one, because I was doing all the work. Remember I said the hour to get the five minutes. I was doing all the work up front, doing all the research, putting everything together. He would just show up like Tom Cruise and say, what are we talking about today? No, (laughs) not doing that.
0: No. Well, no. And I, I, I will tell you, um, and we can kind of end on this cause I think it's a good thing to end on, or at least kind of end up. I do agree with you, Jason, right? I, I think one of the best things we can do from a real estate professional is team up with people, right? So, you know, you teamed up with a realtor in your area. It worked well for a year. It, it you know, and then it, it served us course and it moved on. Uh, that's the same for us as industry professionals find that team that you can work with. That's another part of the community build that you need to have. Your team doesn't have to be 10 realtors. It needs to be a mortgage person, a home inspector, attorneys, um, you know, that group, you know, whatever that is in your state that you use 90% of the time, those are people out there. Make sure they can relate to you. Make sure they are understanding who you are and what you're listening to. I'll give you an example. Just like what you said, I, there was a, we had an event one time at one of the brokerages I was at and we had a group of mortgager people that came in cuz they basically sponsored it and it was great so we got to meet them. Well one of the guys lived in my area and he goes I'd love to go to lunch with you. I said that's great. I go I said right now I said what I want to tell you right now is I don't need you to give me your packet of offerings. Right. That's not who I am. I'm going to rely on you and your knowledge. Mean you're going to have conversations. I just want to know who you are how you communicate. I want to know who you are. Cause when I refer, I want to know what to expect and what my clients need to expect. Right. And he goes, that's right. cool. No problem. The first thing he handed to me, when we got in lunch is like, I know you said not to do this, but I got to give you this packet. I went, I was done. I went yeah. Yeah. one simple request and you couldn't do it. I know you could disagree with me, but that one request and you ignored me the first time I knew that we weren't going to be able to work as colleagues together because I I need you to understand where my clients are. And if you can't do that, you're just trying to satisfy your voice, then it's not going to matter.
1: Yeah. That that brings us right to what I said at the very beginning of this is when I meet an agent for the first time, I ask him, what can I do for your business? That's not, not hand you flyers or anything like that. um, Because again, that's what I do for a living. Like, come on. That's like handing you a house flyer as an agent. Like what? Come on. I don't need, you don't need that. I don't need that. Here's my five listings. How do you like them? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like it's so obvious, but people want to hand, Oh, look at me. Look what I can do. Nobody else can do this, but I can do. Well, and and trust me,
0: there is a certain amount of bragging that we all want to do. And I totally have all due kudos and respect for that, but there's a time and place. Right. And you have to know who you're talking with before you're going to start doing those brags. Um, And that's the problem that I always, I always laugh at with realtors. I call it the social brag. We realtors, we want to blast all this social bragging out on social media, which, trust me, is hugely necessary. You have to let them know not only that you are in business, but you are successfully in this business.
1: Right. Right. You're full-time, you're part-time, you're not part-time. Right. But
0: you have to moderate that because if all they see is the social brag, eventually it feels like marketing and it feels like an ask and they're going to stop listening. Um, And you're not building that community. So with that, anything you else that we didn't hit on that you want to talk about? Because we're at the hour and ten. This is now going to be a two-part podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm. I think we hit a lot, man. I, I don't want to overwhelm yeah, people. There's a lot to this though, and it's super. This is, in my opinion, this is your business.
0: Yeah. What
1: we're talking about today. This is you're not a realtor, and I tell realtors sometimes this, and I tell mortgage officers, you're not a realtor, you're not a mortgage professional. You are a marketer. And then the byproduct of your marketing is that you sell real estate or you close loans. That's it. So learn the marketing side of things. Get involved with that. Don't be bashful. Get out there and do it.
0: Now, I'm going to say this for the audience that knows me in here. Jason and me say basically the same thing, but we use almost always use different terminologies.
1: (laughs) East Coast, West Coast. (laughs) Right,
0: exactly right. So what he is calling marketing, folks, when you're listening to me from that perspective, I'm calling it your networking. It's your your build, your relationship builds. We're talking the same thing. It's it's just a difference of terminologies. That's all it is. It all comes to the same prospect. And that's what we're in, right? We're in the marketing slash business building, networking, relationship building, however you want to deem that. Marketing and all these steps are just one format of the same end goal, building that group that knows you, likes you, trusts you, that wants to use you and refer you to everybody that they know. Um, so. so with that, here's the thing, Jason, as always, what I give everybody is the you're the last person to speak. So here's the thing I'm going to give you is this is your time to do that social brag. So tell me what you tell the audience, what you need them to know, where to find you, how to use you and go.
1: I am Jason Bates, owner of Electron Financial, a mortgage broker located right here in beautiful Cave Creek, Arizona, where a mortgage is not a flip of the coin. So if you're looking to purchase or refinance a home in the state of Arizona, I want to be your broker of choice. If you don't believe me about the rates or the low costs, call me. Um, You can find me on Roku. I'm on Facebook, but not too often um so but roku tv i think justin's been playing that at the bottom of here so if you're watching it um take a look if you're listening to us take a look at the video um and check that out uh i'm on twitter too but really don't use that too often to be honest with you check out my youtube channel the j baits the t-h-e-j-a-y-b-a-t-e-s and you can certainly reach out to me on youtube
0: Awesome. Thanks, Jason. And we'll probably do this again because I know me and you have plenty of topics to talk about. So thank you, sir.
1: Absolutely, man. Thank you, bud. Yep.
0: As always, thanks for listening. Hope you guys got some information out of here, some value, some actual items. If you could do me a favor, always follow us, like us, subscribe to us. We do this on YouTube and Facebook Live, my eProfessor Real Estate Facebook page, uh, the JBL Team YouTube page. Please find us. If you want to get involved and watch these things live, we're doing them. You want to subscribe to the bell and and get on there and follow us because they don't come out on a on – a, on a consistent Friday basis, it's whenever I get the interviewees. But come in there, participate, ask those questions. You can be in there and get some of those questions you want asked. And then also on all the podcasting platforms, please um, like it and comment and share it with the folks around you. We'd like to grow this and become bigger and and more powerful to more people. And it's going to start with you. So I really appreciate your time And from there, we will see you at the next episode.